The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast with Matthew Sardo. Take your sticky paws off me, you damn dirty ass. <laughs> Holy sh! They're actually monkeys fighting robots! You can follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots and on Instagram at monkeys fighting robots. Make sure to download and review our podcast from iTunes and Stitcher. And now, here's your host, Matt. Welcome to the 101st episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. Today's episode is going to be a holiday spectacular. EJ is stuck at the zoo, but I have Carrie Elwes from The Princess Bride instead. On this holiday edition of the show, you and I are going to talk about the best and worst of Billy Bob Thornton as we discuss Bad Santa 2 and Amazon's Goliath. But first... We need to take care of some business. I don't know if you noticed, but Monkeys Fighting Robots, the podcast, has moved from SoundCloud to blogtalkradio.com. This is amazing because these guys want to support us. They want to promote us. And they want to see us go to the next level. And I that email when it came through, I'm like, oh my God. I was like, hey, we're getting picked up. There's a big time, big time, big time. But what I'm really excited about is their technology. When I log into their website, they have a way for us to do live broadcasts. And so we're going to take this shit on the road. 2017, this shit is going on the road. We're going to be at MegaCon. We'll be at MegaCon Tampa. Or we'll be at some other conventions. We could just be next to a dumpster with a laptop and two microphones. You're never going to know where the show could be. And that's what I'm really excited about. So there's going to be some interesting interesting audio coming around as we peruse the east coast of Florida or possibly go back to Chicago. Who knows? San Diego Comic-Con, those things are on the horizon. But I'm very excited about the Blog Talk radio partnership with the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast. If you listen to us on SoundCloud, we are no longer going to be there. So you either need to go to our website, monkeysfightingrobots.com, or go to iTunes and have it sync up with your phone and go that way. I mean, we also use Stitcher as well. So those are the three ways to go. Website, Stitcher, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, great things are on the horizon. That's 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 the business. And I think Chad's live. I think we I got a little little message from Chad. He's like, "I'm alive." So that's the business. Billy Bob Thornton has 87 acting credits to his name. And he's been all over the board. I remember him from Sling Blade. That's the first, whatever that voice was. Like, you just everybody did it in 1996. Like, that's what happened there. And Armageddon, the astronaut that couldn't go into space. Ah, you felt for him. It was that tearjerker. Crazy. 2003 came along. And Bad Santa. 
graced us with its presence of raunchiness, heart, character, Bernie Mac, little people, a lot of butt sex. I think I mentioned that in raunchy Bart. But it was it was it was the holiday film that we all deserved. Now, thirteen years later, they're giving us Bad Santa too. And I was the person that was all excited about this film. I was like, this is gonna be great because I love the characters. The characters are brilliant. Kathy, they're adding Kathy Bates. Tony Cox is coming back. Christina Hendricks, she's a insane kind of character from Mad Men. And then Brett Kelly, he's all grown up. He's all grown ups. He's only done 18 credits since Bad Santa. But he was, you know, it's, he's an interesting shaped person. He makes Bad Santa too. Bad Santa. Bad Santa too is decent. It's serviceable. It gets you by. It doesn't get, I mean, it doesn't get you excited for the family holidays because it's about family being horrible. Absolutely horrible. That's what this movie does. But there are a few things that it just went too far. There is a scene, a sex scene in there that I was like, are we filming porn right now? Like in a bathroom stall? I was like, I was a little uncomfortable for that one. There's there's definitely a few lines, a few times where they're like, hey, this is the line, and we are jumping over this full throttle. What they did with Bad Santa 2 is they wrote a stand-up routine and then shoehorned a movie into it. Because the jokes are insane and they're fast and furious and flying at me or flying at you. There's a lot of stuff flying at you. It's it's just scary. But I was drinking water, and there's a few times where I had water in my mouth, and I was like, I am going to spit this up because I am going to laugh my ass off. I, I, You laugh your ass off, but then you leave the theater, and there's absolutely no substance to anything whatsoever. Billy Bob Thornton is amazing as Willie. Tony Cox, that guy was an Ewok, man. I mean, he's 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 seen the shit. He's been to the shit. He's, he's out of the shit. He's, you know, all over the place. Octavia Spencer, God, I, was she late with rent or something like that? Or who did she owe money to that she was in this film and the role that she had? I don't get that right now. With, with You know, you're like, hey, I made it in Hollywood. Now I'm going to do some deplorable things in Bad Santa too. Ugh. The movie's funny, but I just wish they spent more time trying to figure out how to, like, give it heart. And give it meaning. Oh, that's called the script. Like, again, this was a straight-up comedy routine of jokes at rapid fire. And then they're like, okay, we're just going to keep bouncing until we get to the end of the movie. Movie's over with. And then my biggest gripe with 2016, and there's been a lot of shit, but I feel like 2016 is the year of the nutsack. I don't understand what the nutsack needs to be doing on the big screen because then it's bigger and it's a giant nutsack in your face. And I don't want to see the nutsack anymore. Like it's just, that's the one part. I don't know what it is with a nutsack. I just, it's like, it's on screen. You're like, Hey, 
I'm cringing and it's stuck in my brain for the rest of the time. Ah, just don't stay for the extra credits or after show or just, you know, feel free to leave bad Santa two in the middle. I mean, it's, you're going to have fun. I would recommend being highly intoxicated or on a certain substance. I don't know what substance you guys are into these days. I think if I was drunk for this, this would have been an amazing fun time because I just would have laughed my ass off. But then I went in as a movie critic and I had crappy Chinese food and then I had some gummy bears and some water and I was sober and I was like, these jokes are funny. But I was like, there's no plot and there's no heart whatsoever. These are just bad people doing bad things to each other. To where there was some redeemable factors in the first film. Brett Kelly. Just a little kid. Now he's a big kid. He's the only like person where I'm like. I really hope they don't abuse this kid so much. But it's interesting. Because I mean like. I love putting the timestamp on this. You got 2013. 2016. You got. Pre-Obama, post-Obama. feel like there's some meaning behind it. Not sure what that meaning is. Could be just hanging out next to a dumpster, passed out, shit in your pants meaning. But there's definitely some meaning in Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2. And what's funny is I watched, I binge-watched Goliath last week. It's Amazon's new show starring Billy Bob Thornton. And he plays a similar character to Willie in Goliath. If Willie was smart and a lawyer, Billy McBride is a drunk. I don't know if he's not a nice person or not, but he's a lawyer. And I'm always a sucker for David E. Kelly. Boston Legal, just hands down. James Spader, William Shatner. Just give me more of that. What I really enjoyed about Goliath is how creepy, and I'm talking creepy, William Hurt is in this show. I don't know if they're going to renew this for a second season. I don't know how you grow into a next season after this one because this is, this is David E. Kelly on steroids. Because with Amazon, it's all rated. You don't have to play by any corporate network rules. You can do whatever you want. And David E. Kelly loves the weird and strange and awkward humans. Like He just loves awkward humans. And he just crams as many of them as possible in this show. I couldn't believe how good it was. And it's not a very long season. Eight episodes. Got eight episodes there. And it starts off really strong. And it slows down in the middle to build up characters. And then it finishes again. And the problem with, with lawyer dramas, and I think it's lawyer dramas, you get to the verdict and you're like, yes. And then it kind of just like panders after that. Because it, it's just the way it works. It's like, oh, well, we're done. We're just wrapping up, blah, blah. There's only a few movies that work really well with the lawyer drama because that's when they, like, give a twist at the end. They're like, bam, here's your twist. But this, 
you know, the, the same thing with HBO show with the lawyer drama. The, the verdict came down and then the movie just continued. You're like, no, I could have just ended right there. We could have just went to next season and then we had a different trial. But Goliath, if you're stuffed with turkey on Thursday and you just can't move, turn that show on and watch it. And I figured out how to do it for me because I have Apple TV and I have Apple, I have an iPhone. So I just threw Amazon video to my Apple TV from my phone and watched everything from there. So I highly recommend this show. If you like David E. Kelly, if you like banter, this is the show to watch. And it's the good version of Bad Santa too. We got a new segment starting this week. It's called Commercial Roulette. You may hear one, two, or no commercials at this juncture. And we appreciate your support of our sponsors. Up next, Carrie Elwes. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. How many commercials did you get? What commercial did you hear? Send me a message on Twitter, Facebook, on Blog Talk Radio. There's comments everywhere. You can leave me a comment. I want to know what weird commercial you heard in your neck of the woods. Two years ago, I got to talk with Carrie Elwes about his book when it was in hardcover form. And I was like, this guy is the nicest guy in the world. Pleasant, caring. I've had interviews where they've just been like pulling teeth to get people to talk. Interviewing athletes, they're pretty generic in their responses. And I've had this time before with some celebrities, some actors as well, where it's just a, here's your generic, generic segment, generic, generic, generic. What I actually feel like Carrie Ellis cares about who he's talking to, even if it's for five minutes, he's like, I'm going to be engaged in this conversation. I'm going to give you everything I got. And I think I've hyped this up enough. So I will stop talking and I will let Carrie do the talking. Your book, As You Wish, Inconceivable Tales from the Making of the Princess Bride, is now available in paperback. It's been almost two years since its original release. How's the book tour been? The book tour has been phenomenal. Um, you know, I, I always get asked by fans two questions. One, what was it like working with Andre the Giant? And two, was it as much fun making this film as it looked? And I always tell them it was more fun than it looked. And that's why I was inspired to write this book, really as a to share with them what a fun journey it was, not just for myself, but for the whole cast and crew, and really a love letter to the fans and, and to the film itself. And so this tour has always been filled with joy and love. I mean, it's a movie about love, so it's a, it's a very pleasant thing to do. Do you have a fan interaction that sticks out in your mind? Oh, absolutely. I once met this young girl who approached me with a Sharpie, pen, which is a, you know, a, a thick uh, felt-tip pen. And uh, she lifted up her hair, and on the back of her neck were those three words, 
beautifully tattooed in calligraphy. And I told her how impressed I was with that. And, and uh, she said, yes, it would be perfect if you signed it. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, if you sign it, I'll add your name, your signature as a tattoo on my neck. And I said, well, I, I don't think that's really a good idea. Do you? <laughs> and her mother, who was standing right next to her, said, yes, do it. Do it. <laughs> so, so God bless us. Somewhere in the world, there's a, there's a young lady walking around with my name tattooed on the back of her neck. God bless her. But uh, yes, I, I, I think I, I decided that was the only one I was going to do. I don't think it was a good idea to make a habit of that. <laughs> I worked in a video store in the mid-90s, and I remember countless times hearing, you never saw The Princess Bride? We have to rent this right now. Do you think we've... Oh, really? Yes. Do you think we've lost a tangible part of the movie experience with the extinction of the video store? Well, no, because now you have you don't have to physically pick up a, a movie and go home and put it in your 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 VCR, your DVD player. Now, with your remote, you have access to you know any number of films that you want to watch, which I think is really much easier. Does it make it harder to pick because you don't necessarily have a uh, you know a, a DVD case or a V? VHS case to pick up in your hands and study. I don't know. I, I don't know whether that's changed the marketplace or not. I do know that streaming, you know, online streaming uh, platforms are here to stay. And I think it's really, uh, it's made shows much more accessible uh, than they were before. And uh, I'm very proud to be a part of it. I'm, I'm doing a show called The Art of More, which is on a, a stream, an online free streaming network called crackle and uh you know it's it's i think it's fun for for fans to be able to watch a show binge watch an entire season if they want or watch it at their own leisure at their own pace do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh we have a second season coming out of this show that I, I just mentioned it's with dennis quaid kate bosworth and christian cook and it uh it airs on crackle you go to crackle.com and type in the art of more and it airs november 16th I also noticed your resume is quite filled with voice acting credits. You've actually voiced Aquaman in a car, in a animated film. Is there a live action hero or villain that you would like to portray in all these superhero movies that are coming out? You know, uh, I'll, I'll I'll let the uh, I'll let the uh, the fans decide which ones uh, they think I should play, <laughs> or which one they think I should play. I I really don't have any specific. I don't want to put that out there. I'll let them pick. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any advice for people that want to break into the voice acting industry? I think the the, the key to voice acting is is uh, certainly you have to have some sort of talent of being able to uh, bring the character to life through just your vocal cords. So, you know, I think if you have a good voice and you have a particular talent for it, then you should definitely pursue it. Uh, uh, it's a lot of fun to do. Uh, I do a lot of Family Guy uh, with Seth MacFarlane, and uh, I enjoy doing that. You know, a lot of these uh, shows that I've done mostly have been for my kid. I have a nine-year-old daughter, so we get to watch shows that I've been on for her together, which is a a real delight. Robin Hood Men in Tights has a special place in my heart, and there will never be another Mel Brooks. At at 90, he's still very... 90. He's 90. Can you believe it? (laughs) Do you you think he has one more film in him that he would like to direct? I keep praying. I keep asking him. I go, please, please. 
one more, just one. And I think, you know, he feels now that he's done it all. I don't know that he really wants, I mean, I'm, I'm sure if the right material came along, he'd do it. But he's, really, he's now touring. He's touring with Young Frankenstein. And he wants to do that now. He, he, he tours with the film and then he does a Q&A, much like I'm doing with The Princess Bride. I think he stole the idea from me, frankly. <laughs> and uh, and he's, he's having a lot of fun doing that. The Princess Bride is a very quotable film. Do you have a favorite or least favorite line? Yes. My favorite is when Fezzik says, anybody want a peanut? I don't know why. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. It's just so silly. <sighs> Gary, thank you for your time and best of luck. Thank you. You too. And appreciate you for having me on your show. That was Carrie Ellis and his book, As You Wish, Inconceivable Tales of Making of the Princess Bride is available now. It's got some great pictures. I like pictures. I like comic books. But no, it's a great read. Great anecdotes. Get it. Do it. It's a stocking stuffer. Like, you know what you can do? You can buy it now, read it, and then re-gift it to somebody else. That's a win-win for everyone. Hey, Matt, we survived another episode. Oh, no! Hey, guys, before I do the sign-off, I just want to say happy Thanksgiving. And I appreciate everybody that listens to this show. I appreciate all the writers on Monkeys Fighting Robots. I hope that everybody eats lots of turkey. If you don't like turkey, eat whatever you want. Tomorrow is the day. Doesn't matter where you live in the world. You are allowed to stuff yourself in the gullet. Like past the gullet. Full of the gullet. You can eat the gullet after you've eaten everything else. You take the gullet out and you re-eat it. Just eat as much as you want. And then you just lay around and watch movies and enjoy pop culture. Read some comic books. And... On Friday, we're going to put up a Christmas tree, and the chaos of the holiday season is upon us. Good night. Take care. I appreciate all of you. Once again, there are several ways to continue the conversation after the show. Follow us on Twitter, at monkeys underscore robots. You can look at all our silly photos on Instagram, at monkeys fighting robots. You follow me on Twitter, at Matthew Sardo. Hopefully, EJ gets out of the zoo next week. Hopefully he did not get eaten by a tiger. He's kind of small. Tigers won't eat him. But you can follow EJ on Twitter. His handle is EJ Christ with a K. The biggest compliment we receive is when the subscriber number goes up on blogtalkradio.com. Go to blogtalkradio.com backslash monkey spider robots. Just hit that follow button and we will chat with you. If you have a chance, we would greatly appreciate a review of our show on iTunes. All you Android users out there, listen to the show on Stitcher. And the best place to listen to the podcast is just come to monkeysfightingrobots.com. Okay, Lunchbox, let's try this again. There are so many people that made the 101 episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots a success. Special shout out to my co-host, EJ Marino, for putting up with me. Oh man, it was so bad that he just like ran away from home this week. But he'll be back next week. Jeff Shea is the creator of our amazing intros and outros. Jessica Wynn designed the Monkey Spider Robots logo. Are you a monkey or are you a robot? The staff at Visual Realm built our website. Keeps us up running. To all my friends, family, and the interweb, thank you very much for your support. I'm Matt Sardo, and this is Monkey Spider Robots. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. 
I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.